Welcome to the Speaking For Him podcast. It is Friday, which means it is brand new, and I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Adam, it's a privilege to be with you today, and I have the privilege uh, to have on the phone someone who I've known for quite a few years, um, and we were just thinking about, even though we, we disconnected for uh, quite a few years as well, I think we've now known each other um, after reuniting longer than that disconnect was. I don't know what the exact math is, but either way, I'm very happy to have Eric Costin uh, joining us by phone. And a little bit of irony here, Eric is from Nebraska, but he's actually in Michigan. But due to a lack of planning on our parts, he is joining us by phone. But we are thankful for the technology of phones that allows us to be together in this way. So all that to say, welcome to the show, Eric. Thank you uh, for having me, and it's a pleasure to be on the show. And uh, it's always good to uh, put positive messages out there and to speak with a positive audience. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us. We'll get right in here. Eric, will you tell us a little bit about your growing up years? Well, I uh, grew up in a uh, originally a two-parent home from my uh, you know birth years through about uh, twelve years old. Father, mother, and one brother. I uh, went to a special ed elementary school and uh, had regular kids in it, um, but I grew up with, <clears throat> excuse me, I grew up with a lot of uh, blind or uh, multiple handicapped, multiple disabled, uh, if you will, uh, students. One of those uh, friends is sitting beside me. Um, I didn't really spend a whole lot of time with uh, but uh, we actually uh, grew closer in later years. But uh, I, uh, to this day, uh, spend time with uh, a lot of those uh, very uh, people. So uh, it's interesting how good relationships, good friendships, uh, manage to uh, stand the test of time. Uh, now so, you... Uh, now, you mentioned going to a special ed school, and one of the reasons that you did that was because uh, you grew up blind. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what that was like? Um, did you ever feel like there was a period of adjustment to that, or because you were born blind, it wasn't more natural? Well, when, uh, when I grew up in elementary school, there was always the aspect of the us versus them, uh, you could say. And my friend over here is uh, chuckling, laughing us a little bit. <laughs> um, my friend over here, uh, she had some sight a little bit uh, and lost it later in life, if I may include her a little bit. Absolutely. Name, uh, in fact, does she want to say hi? Hi. And what is your name? Malena. Marlena? Malena. Malena. Okay. Well, welcome to the show, Malena. Thanks for listening in and joining us. Was there anything um, more, more you wanted to say on that particular point, Eric? Yeah. Uh, the us versus them was kind of like um, 
us as uh, disabled people, uh, I don't quite like the handicap term, handicapable. I, you know, disabled is fine. But uh, we were a group of people who were trying to learn how to get along, how to learn how to deal with our abilities or disabilities. And the them were the kids that were picking on us mercilessly. Um, and we didn't, didn't always know how to deal with that, you know. We'd pick back and get in trouble. Um, we'd all get sat down, even the sighted kids at the table uh, in front of the principal. And I thought, hey, we didn't do anything wrong. They picked on us. Well, the principal said, yeah, back. Uh, well, you yeah. know, we didn't start it. So it was the us versus them uh, scenario that I am speaking of, you know, getting run into cement light poles when you're trying to fight. Uh, well, fighting is probably not the best way to do it, but, you know, what do you know as a kid, you know? Absolutely. Uh, that was me getting you know, charged in, into the cement light pole trying to find the kids, ram right into the pole, full speed ahead, knock back on your rear. And all this to still here to talk about it. Yeah, and all this to lead up to Eric. How did you come to Christ? Or how did you come to know Jesus Christ personally? Well, I can tell you that um, it has a lot to do with my family and how it you know, kind of splintered, kind of fractured as my parents split. It affected me. I, I wanted my family, but I had to deal with it, and the only way I knew how is to kind of tell my mom that if she was going to go be with her new friend, because they weren't married, they were just two people living together, that uh, if you're taking that trip with him to Texas for six months out of the year, you're going to be with him, and I'm coming with him, coming with you. So I went and did that for a time, and that didn't work because there was just not enough space. And I went and lived with my dad, and just long story short, it was a hard life. And I didn't have that, quote, loving relationship, but I, but I saw it. Um, basically... I uh, met a friend, another guy that I knew, very good friend, very close friend. I still know to this day, when I was 16, we spent a lot of time together. You know, that soulmate, that brother, you know. He's a believer now, but he wasn't then, nor was I. When I came home, I kind of asked a very close friend, um, ask her, um, and Melana knows her. Uh, basically, why can't I have that family? Why can't I have that brother close by? Why can't I have... And I didn't spend a lot of time with my own brother. You know, he's just telling me, you can't have that. You stop worrying about it. That was his response. And my friend just basically said, give it to Christ. Christ can be that. And I just eventually caved in. It was just, 
I can only describe it as a cave-in. Can't well, handle the weight. I just caved in. Well, you know, emotionally, a lot of times we say that we accepted Christ or whatever, but there's an old um, poem, and I'm not sure who wrote it, but it's called The Hound of Heaven. And it basically talks about how God pursues those he loves until they surrender. And there's a, there's a lot of that in the scripture. Uh, we're not in... We're not here to get into a theological discussion about uh, predestination, but there's definitely an element of that. If you listen to anybody's testimony for any length of time, uh, God will work on you until you um, allow him in. And I can uh, speak personally to that. Uh, the way uh, to, to peace is surrender. So I just want to throw out there that I highly recommend surrender because failing to do so can cause major problems. Um, but when you do, big things can happen, such as this podcast opportunity for me. I'm really thoroughly enjoying it. Eric, I've been really excited about this particular question because I want you to tell our listeners about how you and I got reacquainted. For those who don't know, Eric and I met on the school bus when we were, I was probably six. I'm not sure exactly how much older than I am that Eric is, but I'm guessing he was about nine, eight or nine. And I was five or six. And, uh, we, I remember riding the bus with him. We didn't interact that much at school, but, um, the story about how we got reacquainted is much better. So Eric, why don't you tell the story to our listeners of how you and I got reacquainted? Well, I have to make a joke first of all, because I'm in that I'm in that joking mood because I have a a good friend next to me and we've been joking a lot and getting to know each other. So I'm kind of you know unraveled and you know the phrase that you know let the hair down ladies like to use. Well, I'm just gonna I don't know unbutton the dress shirt and I don't know I can't think of the right phrase right now, but. Uh, Business casual or whatever. <laughs> uh, what nine-year-old is going to play with a six-year-old? You know how that is? Um, yeah, at that time, our age gap was probably huge. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I got, you know, other things to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this book. I'm going <laughs> to, I don't know. But um, I was heavily into radio. I had a radio room that any techno kid would love. Uh, I have a ham radio license, and if anybody wonders what that is, <laughs> it's uh, FCC gives me privileges to play radio and talk to everybody on the on the certain frequencies on the on the air. And in emergencies, anybody who needs to keep in contact come to me. So. That's basically what I what I played with as a kid. I had a t uh, antenna tower, and antennas galore, and uh, kept Kent County wide contact with a bunch of kids. So, um, how I met him one day, I just kind of went, "Hmm, I'm bored." I was sitting around, and I was in the living room watching something on TV. I was like, hmm, "What's on the radio?" and uh, 
the cold front was coming into town, you know, and I knew about how atmospheric conditions affected radio. So I'm like, why don't I go downstairs and see what's on the radio? It might be uh, one of those really good things like I one uh, weekend before I contacted uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, or northern Kentucky on the radio without, uh, it was a direct contact. It was great. It was a lot of fun. So um, this is using, uh, anyway, I'm going crazy. <laughs> That's me. And uh, I went downstairs and turned on the FM radio, your local fun and turn the music on radio and uh it just turned on to 102.9 wfur and i don't even know if it's the same station still <laughs> i'm being told it still is she's quite uh educated here and um children's bible hour comes on with this voice that i just kind of recognize and I'm like, who is this my ear just kind of perked up a little. I'm like, I recognize that voice. As I keep voices in my head. No, I'm not mentally deranged, if anybody wonders. Um, and then I hear, so, Andrew, can you? I'm like, I knew that was him. <laughs> I thought so. And then I wrote a, I forget how many pages of the letter and asking the ministry staff to forward the letter on. And then I, under, you know, on the second, third or whatever, however many pages, asked Andrew to call me and gave my contact info. And by chance, if he was into Techie Geek, uh, ham radio, gave him my frequencies that I hung out on. Um, so I forget a month later, I got a phone call and. I was uh, over there a couple of days and had all kinds of fun. And that was the start of uh, reacquainting and talking and all kinds of stuff. And that was uh, actually, uh, you know, next year will be 20 years since that happened. Oh, wow. So to give you a little bit of perspective, uh, yeah, we've been together longer to this second time than we were before but it has been a blessing one of the greatest things that ever happens is to reacquaint with old friends and eric has been a blessing so i'm very thankful for that eric um you and i have talked at length about this next question and so be as brief um or detailed as you want uh, but you had a very challenging test from the lord recently can you tell our listeners about it Try to just give the highlights. I know you could go on for quite a while, but just, just to give the highlights. I will do my best. Um, it's not a subject that is easily di digested, uh, put in summary form, but I think I've had a little practice. Um, poke me, Melena, if I'm rambling. Um, June 20th of last year um, after three years a little more of here I go of um, reaching out to a who I thought was a 17 year old uh, kid who lived next to me 
excuse me, um, giving him cash when his mom wasn't available to help him because she was in a drug treatment facility for prescription pain pill abuse. Even when he was at his cousin's house, knowing that she was prank calling my phone, her cousin, his cousin, I mean, her, you know. Um, I was, you know, messed with a few times. Prank phone calls, some pretty nasty pranks, as things I can't even mention, because I know this is a decent podcast. Um, use your imagination. Um, I just kind of said, dear Lord, help me out. This is disgusting. But he needs somebody to stand in for him because his mom is not. And it isn't my job. I realize this, but he's a nice enough guy and has helped me out when I needed it. You know, no one's around and I need this computer screen read for me. I need someone to help me reinstall Windows. I need this, I need that. And he did it. Um, quite well, actually. He drove me to the store. Oops. Later I found out he wasn't old enough to drive. Oh, whoops. Um, the short of the story, because I know I'm starting to ramble. Um, I uh, received a call on my phone because he had my contact info, my email addresses. Um, I let him into my life to reach out to him for the sake of the gospel. Um, he asked me how long I would I would be till I was home. I got home and the police knocked on my door, and that represented a trip to the mental health ward at a hospital because he forged medical documents, basically uh, forcing the police to respond because they thought I was a suicide patient. And everything was forged. He is not a doctor. The doctor's name and Suncoast mental health logo did not exist. The agency did, but he was not a doctor. The doctor's name is not even in the city. Therefore, my four days in the lockup was all for some kids' um, um, fun or, I don't know, drug-induced something. I have no idea. We'll never find out. I don't know. I was able to come to, with a, during the last year, a sense of I'm able to forgive the incident. I'm able to forgive him. Um, I went to my employer. They would not work with me, wouldn't help me. I was forced to leave my job because I could not get out of my apartment for the balance of my vacation time. Short-staffed. Can't work remotely. Not available, not available. Okay, see ya. I'm just not going to play with it. My emotions were too tied up, too screwed up. Um, 
I spend too much time on it, you'll have a bawling bundle of 40 or almost 40 year old guy here because I'm, for the most part, I'm over it and I'm able to control myself, but I'm still out of work and I'm spent $18,000 of my retirement savings. Well, Eric, uh, I appreciate your candor and your honesty, and it was very kind of difficult to talk about, but I thank you for coming on and, and being honest. I think sometimes for those who are not believers, we paint this picture as believers that because you believe in Jesus, everything for in your life is going to go the way you planned, and I'm sure Adam and myself and as you just related, we can tell the world that being a Christian does not erase problems from your life. Some things get worse when you become a Christian because you're held to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. Because God expects us to respond to his grace with a certain code of conduct and the way that we live our lives. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, of course, we're not left alone. We're not less left helpless, but it's still a challenge. Uh, so moving along from the main question... What lessons has this taught you? I can guarantee you that any of my future outreach for Christ will be done through the church or with a trusted, sighted person. I uh, currently live outside of Omaha. Nebraska, and am involved in a small church, youth group, and I'm helping young people, and I love that. absolutely love it. And uh, there are a few kids in there that know me, and are getting to know me, I should say. Well, they know me a little bit. And um, I, I feel like a kid in a candy store, if I were to describe it. Because it's it's fun to see them learn. It's fun to see them just, I don't know, grow. Um, that's always how I've been since uh, I started helping out when I was in Florida. All right. Well, Adam, do you have any questions for Eric? I do. And I think within the past several minutes, you've kind of already laid that out there for us and how we can. But... Uh, how at this moment today can we, Andrew, myself, along with the listeners, pray for you? Well, it's kind of a strange uh, contrast here. Basically, I came here to Michigan, my home stomping ground, to visit my friend Elena here, who I've known for no, I'll just put it this way. I've known she existed. I was one of those little kids that he refused to talk to because I was five years younger than him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't talk to him either, so it goes both ways. <laughs> okay. So I came up here to visit her, and if Andrew looked at the posting with the picture on my Facebook this morning, uh, you know that... We're pretty serious, and we're we're praying. And I have may have some pretty tough decisions on my part, 
but she may have some pretty hard decisions on her part. It goes both ways, and she's very close to her family. But um, the decisions on my part, not being so close to one's family, um, I hope my dad doesn't hear that because I'm in his house, and he's on the other side of a door up a flight of stairs. But, well, pray that God's hand will be involved in whatever decisions that we make, because I just don't want to spend the rest of my life by myself. Oh, I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, and Adam knows this, too, that as much as, as much as it is fun to be doing this podcast, with Adam across from me, I would much rather have a much cuter face to look at <laughs> when I'm doing this radio stuff. And uh, one of my favorite tandems in radio is Chris and Emily Danielson, uh, who are on Real Remnant Radio. I'll just go ahead and make a plug for them right now. And I'm hoping that the Lord will provide me with my Emily so that uh, we can do radio as a married couple. Um, but I'm grateful for all that Adam does as my co-host and producer and i hope that uh that things will go smoothly in that regard for me as well and i'm happy for you eric and we will definitely be praying before we sign off uh, i just want to ask you one final question do you have a favorite bible verse um i love especially going through all this uh psalm 91 and i'm trying to remember exactly what section but it's I think it was 7 through 15 or 8 through 15, but generally Psalm 91 is just my f absolute favorite. All right, and that is a good um, one. I think it starts out, he um, who abides in the shadow of the Almighty, or something about abiding in the shadow of the Almighty, it's not coming to my mind right now, but uh, we will go ahead and post that psalm, I think, on the blog when we post your podcast so that people can reflect on that psalm as they listen to your story and so we appreciate you taking the time to spend with us on the phone it's nice meeting Milena by phone um, and hopefully the occasion will arise for me to meet her in person before too long all right eric thank you very much for joining me thank you to all the listeners out there for their part in listening to this podcast and supporting this podcast make sure that you subscribe via itunes or uh Zoom Marketplace on Windows Phone or any number of other places uh, that you can find this podcast. Tell your friends about it. Look at the blog. Sign up for the Facebook page. Uh, and anything else I missed, I'll try to hit in a future podcast. But for now, I will say goodbye. Have a great weekend. And as I always say, keep serving the best of masters.